Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fully Charged Podcast, the periodically occurring podcast in which we will be discussing new and uh, new episodes of Mega Man Fully Charged, as well as other things regarding the Blue Bomber. I am David Oxford, also known as LBD Night Train. Yes, it is a Guns N' Roses reference. Yes, it was the 90s. Yes, I did it first. And joining me is my co-host. Hey, it's uh, Brian Ostrin, otherwise known as Protodude. How's it going, David? Uh, it's going all right. I'm glad we're finally able to sit down and do this. How's things going by you? It's It's been busy. Uh, let me tell you, between you know starting a new job... Uh, at an elementary school, uh, I'm doing special ed this year, and getting married, its it's been a, quite a whirlwind. Right on, and congratulations to you on that. Thank you so much. Now, so we're still kind of uh, feeling out the format of the show here, but uh, we're, we're going to just kind of wing it here, see what works, see what doesn't, and basically, you know, adjust as we go forward from here. So... You know, if uh, if this episode doesn't quite tickle your fancy, we are open to feedback, and, you know, we'll see about correcting on the fly as we go forward. Alrighty. Now then, the uh, first episode of Mega Man Fully Charged aired on August 5th. Of course, the about two days before that, on the Friday, Cartoon Network just dumped the whole batch of ten episodes on their app, so... Mm-hmm. But we're, we're going to try to take them as they come. It'll be easier to do that way. Uh, we're looking mainly at doing one episode per podcast, with the exception of instances like today, where the first two episodes are a two-parter. And on that note, the first part of Throwing Shade sees, according to the official description, Sergeant Knight publicly criticizes Dr. Light's views on human and robot unity during a school assembly, invoking the ire of Fireman and forcing Silicon City's newly minted hero, Mega Man, to intervene. Now, what basically happens over the course of this episode, we get to see that basically Mega Man's kind of a new fledgling hero who's operating mm-hmm. in secret. The only person, in fact, he names himself in the opening moments of the show when somebody asks him. Uh, The only other person who seems to know who he is is Suna Light, his sister. Uh, Adopted sister? Uh, They aren't particularly clear on that, are they? Yeah, not at all. No. The origin for every character is pretty much kind of, eh, we got to figure it out as we go. Yeah, basically. It's kind of in media res. It's, It's a bit of a departure from the game's as it's not a uh, not Doctor Wiley stealing Doctor Thomas Light's no. robot masters Mm-mm. and using them to attack the world and attempt to conquer and boost boost his stock and gain all the fame and stuff he believes he deserves. Uh, Mega Man just happens to be a hero in a world of robots, and his first big challenge comes from Fireman, as noted. And he learns some things along the way. Um, is is there much more to what goes on in this episode? That it, it, the, these are eleven minute episodes, so they're kind of short. Mm. But uh, that's pretty much the gist of it, right? We they kind of get into the battle and pretty much. Uh, it just kind of cements the the show's formula, the episode episodic format. You know, kind of 
you know, there's there's something going on in, in Aki's world. It's it's related to a robot master kind of causing havoc, and Aki has to deal with those issues and, you know, copy the powers and the problems that come with that. So it just kind of, you know, cements and sets up that formula that we will be see, seeing from here on out. Just as a point of note for longtime fans of Mega Man who may not have watched the show, Aki Light is the name of the character who I, I guess we could say it's and renamed Rock. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm almost Completely I'm almost different. a little reluctant to call them the same character at this point. It's kind of like, you know, Mega Man EXE and uh, classic Mega Man in a sense there, and that just kind of furthers the yeah. divide. It, it really is setting itself up as its own thing. Yeah, which I'm, I'm actually pretty cool with, because before when it was just Mega Man, it, it, it didn't quite seem right, but now that it's established as Mega Man fully charged, I'm much more open to it. Uh, I'll explain more of that in just a little bit, but uh, anyway, so yeah, we're going to discuss a few things that caught our attention during the episode. Would you like to kick us off, Petey? Absolutely. Um, right off the bat, the show doesn't really have an, an opening in a traditional cartoon sense, you know, where there's like, it's like a minute and a half of like, you know, opening credits followed by some action sequences and this, you know, really jazzy song. It just, it kind of opens with, with this monologue of Mega Man describing uh, what it is, what, what it means to be a hero. And it's set against this fantastic 8-bit arrangement uh, of, uh, of a tune that you all will most like, have mostly have had heard before. But it, it's so neat. It like it does its own thing, the the song, and that just that really sets the tune for the soundtrack and the whole show. It's it's definitely rooted in a lot of the classic series themes, but it's it's doing its own thing and it's it's really catchy. And you know, I, I gotta be honest, that's like the highlight of the show that I have seen thus far is is the soundtrack. It's it's amazing. One thing I like about the opening theme is towards the end of the the tune that they have playing behind Aki doing his narration mm-hmm. is th- there's a nod to the Mega Man 2 title theme, the do 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 And I thought that right. was a neat little touch. Right, yeah. At the same time, as much as I'm enjoying the soundtrack, uh, I do kind of have to question... It, it's, it's tough when you've got all these indie games and your Minecraft, but then you've also got your Fortnites and stuff, and mm-hmm. I, I, I just wonder how much appeal the chiptune thing has to a modern, younger audience, if that was necessarily the way to go. I mean, it's kind of interesting, you look back at what we had growing up. You had Captain N, which basically remixed a lot of tunes... I believe it was Haim Saban and Shuki Levy remixing tunes directly from all these different Nintendo games, including Mega Man, mm-hmm. as a part of that soundtrack. So it sounded like it, but not like it was actual chip tunes. So I guess sort of like this. Right. And then we had the uh, Mega Man Ruby Spears cartoon, which used like none of it. In fact, I think I'd even heard uh the cartoons reused in other things the version of dragon ball z we had in canada they stopped using uh funimation's dubs for uh for a while oh and yeah, yeah ocean group you, yeah, yeah and and there was very familiar music like from the Mega Man cartoon in there and that was just that was kind of surreal and, of course, you had familiar voice actors as well because it, Ocean Group did vo- both shows. I think Trunks sounded kind of like Proto Man, if I recall. A L- little less, uh, you know, like smarmy. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> big brother, and all that. But, you know. Uh, 
the, uh-huh. the voice was there. Right. But um, yeah, so it's just kind of weird. Here we are, 30 years on, and then they're using chip tunes that are almost like they're lifted right out of the original games in the cartoon and i'm just kind of wondering how that's going to play for the intended audience right um you know i i work with kids and and it's definitely it's very trendy to have that chiptune style music in many forms of media with them and i just think it's it's just it's just there for them they they won't recognize it as oh this is a Mega Man song unless you know they've really gone back and played some of the older Mega Man games but I don't know I, I think that's there for us older fans or the parents of the kids watching the show that grew up with Mega Man you know kind of that nod like oh I remember that that sounds great you know well there's there's the inside scoop uh, yeah for, perhaps as the job continues you can keep us informed you you, you can stimulate <laughs> them on their uh, lunch breaks by showing episodes or something maybe <laughs> I, i've been asking i've been asking, hey have you guys watch mega man at you know 6 30 on a sunday morning no <laughs> i'm asleep you know <laughs> get the app and guide them to a moral lesson right oh gosh. okay so um yeah the well one thing something that stood out to me from the first episode um they've got a bit of backstory they alluded to in something I'm a little confused whether they call it the hard wars or the hard age or the hard wars is part of the hard age but it's like basically kind of a war that I think was between robots and humans Mm -hmm. Dr. Light played a part and he worked with this uh, Sergeant Knight character right he I was, forget what Knight's first name is (laughs) it was like like Breaker Breaker Knight is his full name right Breaker Breaker Knight yeah I, I didn't think I was going to like Breaker Knight, but he's kind of a he's he's kind of an interesting character because apparently he was in the war and he lost his arm in the war and he has like a mechanical one that he's not big on. Yeah. And if this sounds familiar, uh, some fans of the Archie Mega Man comic may recognize it as being similar to uh, the um, leader of the Emerald Spears who had uh, basically an eye replaced. That's right. He was actually like in one of the first uh, issues and uh, got injured during Dr. Wily's initial attack. Mm-hmm. But both of them, they've got a distaste for robots. They don't believe uh, coexistence is possible. Robots have to be done away with for humankind's good. Right. It's, it's kind of funny. Like, he really reminded me, and this is going to sound silly, of Will Smith's character in iRobot. <laughs> um, you know, Will Smith is a human in that movie, and he hates mm-hmm. robots. And, you know, spoiler, he, he was in an accident, and he lost his arm in that movie, and it was replaced with a robotic arm. So he hates robots, and yet, you know, he has to rely on their technology to basically live. So <laughs> I don't know. That was just kind of like, oh, that, that's an interesting uh, interesting angle. <laughs> yeah. So, so what else stood out about the episode to you? Um, oh, gosh. I... I thought this was really neat. I, I really liked the way how when Mega Man copied Fireman's ability, he takes on a bit of Fireman's antagonistic personality. He's he's heated up, so to speak. Um, and that, that was pretty cool. Like Mega Man or Aki, he's still learning what it means to be a hero. And apparently, I guess the systems, when they replicate, that's what they call it in the show, stealing powers, 
he he not only gets their their arsenal, their weaponry, but he also gets bits of their personality. And duplicating powers. Duplicating Mega Man made vi- that very clear because Fireman thought they were stolen and right. He got ticked off. Apparently not. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I, I don't know. Doesn't I, take much. No, it doesn't. It was really heated up, man. Um, <laughs> it. I thought it was really not interesting how that kind of funneled back into the the, the moral of that episode's uh, the moral of the story. You know, basically how you know war isn't very good, and you know you need to be thinking with a clear head. Um, yeah, yeah. What did you think about that? That taking on the personality traits. I think it's an interesting aspect. It's not just mm-hmm. the personality, but also part of the look, which, interestingly enough, does tie in with uh, the upcoming Mega, Mega Man 11. 11. Yeah. you, you got to wonder if there was synergy going on there, or if uh, one was inspired by the other, or how that played out. But it's a neat touch. It reminds me a little bit of the uh, double soul abilities from back in Mega Man Battle Network. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, one thing I do find interesting is instead of just, like basically touching a uh, robot master's weapon and effectively stun locking them. And now I've got your power. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically like, you know, done from a distance with a beam, but he has to maintain the uh, connection. And it, interestingly enough, it depletes if he's like, you know, the connection's broken. Yeah. So he really has to kind of keep it up. And that's an interesting ability. I, and I mean, I know this is for a cartoon and that uh, works in that way and stuff. But admit it, you've got to kind of wonder how that would uh, work in a game. That would be interesting, especially if you were able to do that and like use uh, Robot Master's own ability against them. Right. Yeah, that'd be. I feel like that'd be more interesting if it was. You know, if we had three dimensional movement. You know, we can just kind of bounce around while we're trying to keep it steady, basically. But uh, yeah, that's but, true. but yeah, that it is a very interesting. It's something that has not been depicted in any previous Mega Man game. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, something else that stood out to me is, I mean, everybody's, you know, eyes are on Sergeant Knight because he seems to be the main villain of the show. And the big question is, well, where's Dr. Wily? <laughs> and the answer seems to be working towards that doctorate. And it might take him a while because one of Mega Man's friends, oddly, I think he was like a, a kind of a Dr. Light fan of sorts, which is an interesting take. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was happy to be on Team Light, I think, with uh, Suna and uh, Mega Man. I don't know if he knows Mega Man's identity or not. But, uh, yeah, you've got this red-headed kid, uh, fuller head of hair, named Bert Wiley. And Bert Wiley. In case you can't... In case you can't tell who he is from that description, just look for the familiar W emblem on his T-shirt. It's... I, I'm really interested in where they're going with this. I, I'm going to call it now. I'm, I'm going to say that uh, some sort of accident happens that makes him more like the Dr. Wily we know in kind of a uh, Superboy turned Lex Luthor bald kind of odd mm-hmm. origin for the rivalry. Oh, yeah. Uh, I Yeah, there'll definitely be a rivalry somewhere down the line. You know, maybe he will make... Proto Man, I, I don't know, like the kind of the reverse Aki, or the reverse Mega Man for for this uh, for fully charged. Definitely, yeah. eh? Yeah, yeah. Now I know you've got some documents that you've been privy to. Are you teasing something? Uh, uh maybe, maybe. Uh, I, I've been in the know with the show for a very long time, and you know, let me just say, a lot has changed over the last like two and a half years. This, this is not even the same show that was initially pitched 
<laughs> it's very different, let me tell you. But uh, it's it's different in a good way. Yeah, I, I honestly have no idea, like, legitimately. Uh, Proto Dude, he's got the inside inside um scoop and me i'm just getting yelled at for hosting youtube videos <laughs> for the record i did too you know i have i've cursed images that i can't post i'll get sued for if i do it <laughs> <laughs> well one, one of us came out a little better on that front oh, oh my gosh that was scary you know. yeah <laughs> or, or maybe it's just because i'm in canada because like you know that's we still don't have the show here yet uh, in case anybody's wondering, uh, I did take a trip to the United States recently. I may or may not have checked some things out there. Anyway, moving right along. Let's see. Uh, I believe we're back to you for one more uh, highlight of the show. Yes. Yeah. Um, they. This is this is kind of a. This was this was a negative point for me. Um, it's okay. A, so more of a low light than a highlight. Exactly. Um, it's kind of hard to tell at times who is a robot and who isn't. Um, at many points during this this episode, you know, part one and part two. Um, I think the toaster's a robot. It, the toaster is definitely a robot. <laughs> there's there's these mechanoloids walking around. We have the the old man that you know calls uh, Aki or Mega Man Blue Streak, and those guys are clearly robots. But then we have you know Aki himself, who you know, yeah, I'm I'm a robot, and you know, he, he's kind of making that point that you know I get along with humans, but that doesn't really seem to phase anybody that he is a robot that looks like a human. So it makes me wonder, are there other humanoid-like robots that we're seeing that we don't know are robots? It's, I don't know, it's kind of a, it's a thing I want the world building to kind of, you know, tell me, give it to me straight, like, is that what's going on? Or is that just like, you know, do I need to leave my brain at the door? I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm trying to, I'm trying to articulate this. I, I think I see where you're coming from, but at the same time, I find it interesting because, mm-hmm. okay, those construction robots, uh, I know the ones you mean. Uh, the one was very clearly a robot, the one who called him Blue Streak. Are, right. are you saying the others were robots? I, I don't know. Like, the fact that, you know, Aki, he presents himself that I am a robot, and yet he looks like a human and he attends school, doesn't phase anybody at, at all. It's, it's, it's either like everybody knows he is or... We live in this world where there are very mechanoid-looking robots and human-looking robots. It just kind of that kind of confused me. Like, are, are robots? Do they all look robotic, or is Aki the only one that is a robot with a human-like appearance? Well, if there's a blurred line, I think that might kind of reinforce the sort of message of the world, the harmony that they're trying to portray. Yeah, kind of in a almost a Mega Man ZX sort of way. Right, perhaps. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting because Sergeant Knight, we didn't know he was had a robotic arm until he revealed it. And it's kind of a interesting way, like maybe don't judge anybody until you know kind of thing. And even then you shouldn't really judge people. But you know what I'm saying. Don't try to, like, you know, second guess what they are. Yeah, I suppose. yeah. Good point. Maybe Burt Wiley is a robot. Hey, you, you never know. He could yeah. be bald. It could be a wig. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hey, maybe maybe it's uh, kind of like a puppet of Doctor Wiley's, uh, the like old Doctor Wiley to infiltrate the uh, school and get close to Mega Man or something. Oh, like like his father or something. Like the father is the the Doctor Wiley we all know and love. And that's an interesting idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. not so much a father. I mean, just you know, like Bert. I mean, in a, in a sense, the way Mega Man and Light are father and son, but a, a, a creator. Gotcha. Although in Wiley's case, he tends to. 
hack things more than create, but regardless. Yeah. Okay, and the final thing for me... Oh, let's see. Because I had more to say about the first episode than the second, if I'm being honest. But, um... Okay, uh, well, I'd like to talk about Dr. Light a little bit. It was interesting to find out... Uh, were you the one who called him Dr. Buff, or was there another name? Or Buff Dr. Light and Daddy Dr. Light. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, um, for, for the portrayal of the character they're going for, uh, which I think your description kind of likened to like a, kind of an Indiana Jones adventurer crossed with like a, you know... Yes father and scientist yep uh gary chalk is excellent choice there i mean he's no stranger to Mega Man, having been in at least uh, two of the other cartoons featuring him and I, I don't know he plays him as this kind of caring this endearing but at the same time he's just like the way he totally lost track of time like what time it was at night and he's like why are you kids up so late it's good morning dad oh it's morning Another great night for science. Is, is that what he said? I forget. It's something like that. It, it's, it's, it's just... It's so... En- I, I don't know. It's endearing. I, I love Gary. Very. Yeah, Gary Chalk, he, he's fantastic. That's his natural voice. And it just it fits the character that they're going for so well. So very well. Yeah. At the same time, it's uh, kind of bizarre in that, at least so far, it seems that he doesn't know that Aki is Mega Man. Which, if he made Aki, he should probably have some idea of that. Yeah, I mean, in it's kind of spoilery. I don't know. In the descriptions that I got, it, it says that, that he knows that Aki is Mega Man, but he's just kind of you know nudge nudge playing along. But uh, I, I don't know. That that first those first episodes it didn't really seem like he knew. I don't know. Maybe it's something he'll learn a little later down the line. Well, okay, if, I, if I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess that he designed Aki with those abilities in mind. Mm-hmm. And there was probably a time that he figured he would reveal them to Aki. And Aki discovered them, these abilities, uh, himself. And he's been, you know, moonlighting as a superhero now. Right. And in a way that, like, you know, kids are, maybe he and Suna think they're putting one over on Dr. Light in a way that, you know... Kids might think they're putting one over on their parents when their parents are, you know, onto them. Right. Maybe that's maybe that's what we're seeing here. I I would say that that's a really good assumption. Yeah. Not not to mention if he's protecting his identity so he can go to school and you know live a normal life or something, uh, it makes sense that Light would play along in public, uh, yep. whether he knows or not. So I suppose there's that. Yeah. It, it really I really it makes me really want to see that origin episode. You know, like. You know, how does Aki discover these abilities? You know, how did it all begin? You know, because like we said, like this episode just kind of starts in the middle, basically. It's just another day. Um, but it really leaves a lot to the imagination. Yeah, it's, it's almost not quite in media res, but kind of. Um, you know what? Uh, okay, we usually kind of have like a rule of three on the uh, highlights we talk about. But there's two other points I want to mention here. Oh, yeah? About the, about the episode, since it's the first one. Uh, we could probably fit some of the others in later. Uh, one thing I really liked is they did a nod to the opening title screen of Mega Man 2. Not just the thing during the uh, opening sequence, dun, 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 but they literally had the skyscraper where he comes out like you know in pixelated form on the top, and I thought that was a neat touch. That was so cool. I... So the, there, does, there does seem to be some 
love or and or appreciation of the original games going on here. Definitely. And on that same note is the uh, I, I'm enjoying the redesign the design for Fireman, a bit more contemporary, I suppose. Uh, and I love the backstory they gave them, just like depicted in the uh, same <laughs> pixel style, and they've got the eight bit music running. Yep. And, Complaining about uh, what's what's their name in HR because like you know he nearly burned down a right, building like, like Randy in HR or, or something it was it was a very like yeah. a funny <laughs> I don't know I love it I really love it yeah, yeah. and I appreciate that they're keeping the like you know more utilitarian origins of the robots while even if he doesn't seem to be directly connected to Doctor Light but that's the thing yeah. So, uh, is there anything else you want to add on the uh, first episode there? Um, gosh. You know, I know a lot of people aren't too big on, like, the the art style, but I, I don't know. I, I, I really liked it. I just, it's, again, it kind of goes back to this is setting itself up as its own thing. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very, it's very nice. It's, this is something that we really haven't seen before in, in any previous Mega Man game or any other f- form of multimedia. But yeah, I mean, I, I like the world that they're setting up, and I really want to see more of it. The first episode really does kind of whet your appetite a bit. You know, like, w- what other adventures is hockey going to go on? What other pieces of Silicon City are we going to see? Uh, yeah, it just it really got me my motors going. You know, I want to see more. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I get I get the feeling we're largely on this journey with Aki because I think that was his first big battle. Before that, uh, it was mentioned like they'd attempted the uh, the copy ability on like I think some like static or dormant robots or machines or something. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like you know maybe he's like only just kind of started doing this and he hasn't like run into anything like you know beyond like you know rescuing a baby from a fire or getting a cat out of a tree or something like that and. You know, this is his first real battle. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully we uh, do get a flashback to the origin. But it, even that aside, I don't feel I don't feel like we're missing too very much. No, no, no. Just, you know, it's I feel like there's a lot of potential for some interesting things to happen in, in Silicon City, in, in this world. And, you know, I, I really hope we get to see it. Yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, growing on me. We can talk about that more after the uh, second episode. But um, on that note, we'll uh, move on to that uh, episode two, which also aired August fifth and was part of the episode dump on the Cartoon Network app. Throwing Shade Part Two. You know, it's kind of funny they use that name and it's not Shade Man. But I digress. <laughs> uh, Mega Man stops Fireman by replicating his powers and fighting fire with fire. Unfortunately, Mega Man also learns that he can replicate a robot's mental state as well, and must get his own anger under control to win. Defeated, Fireman reports back to his secret master, Sergeant Knight. Um, and, uh, wow, as far as what went on in the episode, that pretty much uh, sums up the bulk of it. Uh, going on to the highlights or and or lowlights, uh, why don't you uh, lead us off? Sure, sure. Um... This episode gave us a, a little bit more, I would say, action than, you know, than part one, and we really got to see how you know, DHX and all those you know wonderful animators got to you know kind of play around with that. And in the, during the development of the show, they made something called a, a live action camera to kind of give the the action in the show this live action feel, where you know the camera might you know shake a little bit or what have you. Um, it was really subtle in this episode, but it gave us a good taste of the action that we are going to see in the show. And I thought it was really good. It was well choreographed. 
Um, it made me want to bust out an old Mega Man game and, and play it. it. They didn't skimp on the action. It was it was very well done. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm digging the look and the way things are moving and stuff, and uh, compared to some other stuff I've seen that's coming out lately, mm-hmm. I think it holds up pretty well. Um, uh, I, I didn't realize that about the whole camera thing, but um, I, I guess it's subtle enough to kind of, you know, be dynamic as dynamic as it needs to be without, you know... Right. Being obnoxious or... it's it's It does its job. Uh, let's see. Now, we already talked about the uh, taking on the quirks of the robot masters mm-hmm. that's off on my list and the form change thing yeah the uh one, one, one moment i really liked and we mentioned how um the uh sergeant knight feels like a throwback to archie and in a way i don't know maybe it's just something that's being taken advantage by mediums that the games can't do very well uh, whether it's a throwback or not, I don't know. But I love when everybody is going to safety in the sewer and Fireman's trying to pick up the manhole cover, but he doesn't <laughs> have hands. And, I mean, that, that was like a running gag with the Robot Masters, which is based on some actual biographical data, mm-hmm. uh, which you can find in the Mega Man Robot Master Field Guide, available at Better Bookstores now. And, um, yeah, it's it just a neat... I guess continuation of that theme that, yeah, this is an issue for these guys. Right, they're they're not perfect. <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's wonderful. Like they really took a look at these characters and they're like, you know, what? he doesn't have hands. Where can we go with that? <laughs> right. Oh boy, but but yeah, that was it's so good. They handled Fireman so well, and you know, I just hope going forward they will handle all the Robot Masters equally as well, if not even better. That's the hope. We'll see as it goes. Yeah. Um, what what else stood out to to you? Uh, so this kind of going back to replication again. You know, he he replicates uh, Fireman's uh, abilities, and he's using it against him. And it just it, it works for the show, but it kind of it goes against the philosophy that you know you and I and everyone else are just very well accustomed to is that you know you you have to use your the Robot Master's weakness to really you know defeat them. But it was, you know, literally fighting fire with fire. And watching it, I was kind of wondering, like, how is this going to work? How is this going to work? But, you know, I guess the show, that's not going to be a huge aspect of the show, of, or at least right now, using a weakness on a robot master. Just kind of using their ability at the time against them. You know, giving them a taste of their own medicine. So, you know, I thought that was interesting, and I'm really looking forward to how and where they can take that. Yeah, uh, assu- assuming they keep on to it. I mean, it is the first episode, right. but at- so that's literally the only weapon he's got. And as he acquires more weapons, we might see less of that. But mm-hmm. who know? Who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe we'll wind up uh, at some point. There will be an episode where he fights Swordman and he copies the sword power, and then they end up sword fighting because that would be pretty awesome, right? That would be amazing. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, I, ho- but, I hope we make it to the Mega Man 8 Robot Masters. I really do. Well, I mean, uh, we already know they're kind of uh, skipping around with uh, several games, so it's not like they're following a uh, strict uh, DLN order here. Right, right. All right, so that's uh, back to my turn now, yeah? Yep, go for it. Okay, so one thing I found interesting and kind of in keeping, well, this Mega Man is very... He, he reminds me of the Ruby Spears version in that he's very action-oriented. 
the Mega Man we know from the games and the manga and the comics, he's, you know, he, he, he doesn't like to fight, but this one's a little more excited by it. But at the same time, he tries to make peace. But, you know, if they don't go along with it, then, like, it's like, all right, we'll do this the hard way then. And, you know, he kind of has some fun with it. It's an interesting kind of mix of, I guess you could say, philosophies. Because, um, I mean, you know, it's... I mean, you look at, to bring up Mega Man Battle Network again, uh, that Mega Man was a bit of a fighter, but at the same time, not in a, uh, you know, hurt people way, but more, I guess he is kind of more competitive, right. I would say. And, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, Aki is nowhere near as bad as X and X7, where, you know, basically, I'm taking a desk job, I'm done, <laughs> fighting is awful, don't play this game. You know, it's it's it, it's really it's a good balance. By the end of the episode, it's a really a good balance. Yeah, X X knew what was going on in X Seven. He just skips the first part of the game. And oh my god! <laughs> from what I from what I've heard, the best parts at the end. So X must have some insider info going on. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> All right. So is this my third point? I believe so. Yep. Um. I'm I'm gonna I want to kind of I want to compliment the, uh, the the sprite work in the show so far. Um, I I hope this is part two, but yeah, where Aki gets kind of knocked out by Fireman, knocked down uh, so to speak, and he we have this transition to his, his emotions changing, and it's it's a it's an eight bit esque version of him. His he starts out really happy, and then it transitions to like you know oh very pissed off, very mean. Um, and it just you know going back to incorporating the the eight bit uh, graphics into the show, and you know there's some differentiating opinions on the quality of the sprite work, but I think it does a really excellent job of honoring uh, the classic series legacy as just this this fantastic eight bit it's eight, fantastic eight bit origins. You know they could have gone a route where. They just it was the whole show is just pure CG, but it's it's doing this thing where it's actually going back to the games, giving them a very deliberate nod, and you know I I just love that, and it really shows there was a lot of effort going into it from DHX and all the staff, and you know they clearly had some fun going back into Mega Man's history, pulling things out, and you know kind of incorporating it into this this new world that they're building. It, it's a neat effect, I'll, I'll grant you, yeah. but at the same time, I'm not sure they're using it uh, in all the best ways. Like, sometimes it really works, mm-hmm. um, like the flashbacks especially. I mean, by virtue of being flashbacks in part, it works really well. Uh, stuff like the emotion changing, I don't know, it just seemed kind of there to be there almost yeah uh i I complimented the uh, nod to the uh mega man 2 rooftop thing from the title screen uh and i mean i i I loved that nod but it's at the same time that was kind of a little weird just to have it there so it's like i don't know um i've seen complaints like this on other stuff like uh the Nickelodeon 2012 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had kind of featured some of those more anime style like extreme reaction things like really heavy early on and that wasn't sitting right with people but they found like you know a happy medium like you know when and where to use them as time went on and oh that's interesting that that's what this reminds me of a little bit and i hope that you know they find the you know right time and place to use it without it just being feeling like it's just there to be there right they'll strike that balance you think down the line yeah okay 
Interesting. With experience. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think it'll come in time. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully not too much time. But, no. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, it's it's neat stuff like when used right, but at the same time, it's almost a little jarring when uh, it shows up at like the more odd, awkward times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, on that note, I also want to say, uh, if I, I don't know if uh, they're showing it on Cartoon Network, the uh, cable channel, but um, the end credits also have like a neat uh, thing going with the sprite artwork. That's a, that's a great place for it. Yeah, it's um, it's on the app version uh, of the episodes. I haven't, I haven't, I'm not waking up that early to watch it on cable. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's DVR. Th- no, I don't have DVR. <laughs> but uh, well, then. yeah. Um, it's, yeah, the end credits are really nice. It's there. Uh, there's still images, but, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. still pretty cool stuff. And the last thing for me on this episode in particular, we'll talk a little more general stuff in a moment, but, um, you know, the only thing I've got left, and I didn't even actually write it down, but I, I don't know if he's a principal or what, but I really love the giant robot at school. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, Principal 100-100, I think. That's what they called him. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, I, m- I missed that. I, I must have missed them calling him that. But yeah, Doctor yeah. uh, Doctor Light goes to shake his hand, and he's like, "Oh, always an honor, Principal 100, 100. Or, <laughs> yeah, That's my Gary Chalk voice. Um, <laughs> he has a really cool design. Really cool. I, I just love that the principal is this like giant robot who's towers over the whole thing, and you know he he pulls his own weight during the fireman attack too, uh, protecting some of the people. So yeah. What a neat idea. I mean, and that's something that has never been done in any previous Mega Man game. It's just like, this is an example of DHX doing their own thing and their own world building. You know, it's 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 so out there, but it kind of works. I, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Indeed, there's never been an enormous towering robot that helps keep the peace. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a principle. Oh, boy. That's a principle. Yeah. Can can you imagine like if they called him Principal Gamma though? <laughs> no, that would have been cool. That would have been oh, oh to my heart, you know. <laughs> oh boy. All right then. So that's the two episodes, and just uh, I guess some overall thoughts on it. Which I mean, we've kind of touched on several here, being the opening episodes. Yeah. But just on the whole, any uh, any other further thoughts? Um, it's not for everyone. It's you know, it <laughs> it really isn't. It it for the for the old-timey fans, you know, like you and me, it, it does things where, you know, it does little nods to us, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's just another incarnation of Mega Man that is definitely aimed for a very young, young audience. Um, I would say, like, you know, pre-K to kindergarten, honestly. It's... It, it, wow, that low, yeah, huh? I would, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we can go a little higher, but... But it, but just kind of the format that we're going for, and you know how every episode has a very clear, like moral. That's who I believe they're you know really skewing to. What was the moral of the first episode? Because I remember ending on uh, "Don't get hit by fireman, or you'll be sent flying across town." <laughs> Fighting is bad. Fighting is very bad. <laughs> that's the moral. I, I, I guess that should be reinforced. Right. But, yeah. And then the second one was you know just where they basically talked them down and like, you know, don't let your anger get the best of you. I, li- I like that. It actually almost got through to fireman. Yeah. He got frustrated. That, that, that an and he's like, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. 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 
But yeah, so, something that kind of, and it did not hit me until I was actually watching the episode. It just kind of dawned on me there. And this is the craziest thing about why I'm actually kind of getting into this uh, cartoon now. It's basically like my childhood fantasy, like, put on the screen. Really? Yeah, I mean, I've been with Mega Man practically since the beginning. There was not a lot of definition there. Uh, the earliest fiction, like, you know, going on, any characterization was, like, you know, you had, like, the Worlds of Power book and Captain N at the earliest points. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, you know... It, being a kid and, like, you know, playing around and stuff, uh, you know, I always kind of, like, back then, I wanted to be Mega Man, but, you know, I couldn't be Mega Man all the time, and, you know, I just kind of had this, like, thing where I was imagining, like, you know, where, like, you know, if something was happening, I could, like, you know, turn into Mega Man and use my abilities to help people, and it's like, I'm watching Aki going around doing this, he's discovered he's, like, you know, he can do this thing, and that's what he's doing, and it's like, oh my god, that's, like, when I was a kid, like, and I used to just, like, you know, imagine, like, you know, what if kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's just, like, I'm, I'm watching it play out now, like, right in front of me. And it's, like, God, it's, if it, if it clicks with, like, you know, kids on that level, then I can really kind of see how, I'll, I'll give props to the people making this, that, like, you know, maybe they're onto something there. I, you know, I, I would think the so. target audience and all that. Yeah. I was probably a little older than the target audience, I'll admit, when Mega Man first came out, but... <laughs> um, that kind of leads me, yeah, um, some of the more, I would say, financially successful incarnations of Mega Man, um, mostly Battle Network, they, they do involve that, you know, turning into Mega Man, you know, that secret alter ego uh, theme. So, you know, I really hope that, you know, like Battle Network, they kind of did that, you know, with Access, uh, Rock Me Nixie, Access, the, this, the, uh, the anime series, and then they, they did it again with Star Force. But that really resonates with kids, you know, having that secret identity. You know, you have your daily life, and then when school's out, you're the superhero. And, you know, I think that's really important that, you know, Mega Man, they continue to experiment with that, that Mega Man is, is an identity, a secret identity, you know? Um, yeah, I think they're off to a really good start with that. Yeah, and um, let's see. You know, I, I will I will say one thing though. Um, back when I was a kid, and I was imagining being Mega Man, uh, Mega Mini was not part of that equation. Oh uh, no! I think that's something we got to address. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> what What did you? Yeah, he, he's uh, he's a pretty key uh, element to the show. Very key. I. I really like the concept that he's basically Mega Man's one-man pit crew. He kind of repairs him and does analytics, you know. But he's he's very much like I don't know Danny DeVito living inside of his head. It's it's strange. What what do you, what's your thoughts on it? You know, when I first saw the initial stuff for Mega Man, it was like, oh my god, is this necessary? Watching him actually do his stuff, he's actually grown on me, and Mm -hmm. I seem to be in the minority there. Uh, I kind of dig the idea in general, because more recently, onboard AI seems to be more of a uh, kind of a cool thing, and these sorts of things. Thank you, Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Um, And the Danny DeVito-ishness, I mean... It's one of those things where you really kind of have to see the concept in action to know if it's going to work or not. Yeah. As it is, I like what he's doing. Um, I can't imagine liking anything else that he would do. Mm-hmm. But then I haven't seen them do anything else with it. So it's kind of a back and forth thing. It's like, I'd have to see it to know if there would be anything better. 
Because I didn't even like the idea to begin with, but here we are, and it's actually kind of right. uh, growing on me. Yeah, for and it works. It, it functions well as a narrative device too. It, it definitely does. Because it, it really kind of boring. Like, who would Aki talk to? You know, he's 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 yeah. the man. He's he's there with him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the idea. I I really want to see what they're gonna do with the character. You just know he's gonna have his own episode, you know, where they're gonna have a falling out. <laughs> they're gonna have a falling out. You know, Megamini's like, I'm out of here. I'm gonna be my own hero, or whatever. I'm sure that'll be a hoot and a holler. No, really. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, he's. I, I'm I'm interested to see where they what they do with Megamini and you know, kind of strike that balance between he's a sounding board, he's part of the narrative versus boy, he's really annoying. The, the interesting thing is that he actually has a tangible form, as near as we can tell here, that, uh, you know, like I, I made a comparison to Jarvis from Iron Man, who's just an onboard AI and, you know, occupies computers and stuff. But he has his own little, mic- maybe not microscopic, but, well, mini body that he's able to get around in. Yeah, yeah, crawl all around and Mega Man. That, that's an interesting element, which, I'm sorry? He crawls all through Mega Man, apparently. He, you know, can repair him wherever. Yeah, and uh, like you were alluding to him, uh, you know, striking out on his own after a falling out being a possible story they could do. And since he's not tied to a, uh, like, Mega Man's armor, for example, it seems possible he could do that. Yeah, yeah, that'll be really interesting. Unless they reveal he's on some sort of actual electro leash or something later. That would kind of (laughs) deep six that. Yeah, something like, you know, he can't travel so far away from Mega Man or else he, like, stops functioning. We'll, We'll see where they go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. And is there anything else we have to say about the uh, the first two episodes here? Oh gosh. Um I don't know. I just I think it's I think it's a really yeah. promising show and you know, we got the first 10 episodes out right now on the Cartoon Network app and you know, 10 uh, getting ready to air. But, you know, I hope it does have some longevity to it. I, I want to see it succeed. I really do. Uh, everybody working on the show is really great. They really love Mega Man. And, yeah, I, I think it has some potential. It, it, it's setting itself up to be its own thing. Again, it's not for everyone, but I'm, I'm very excited to see where, where they can take it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably going by the books now. I, I forget, have they uh, been greenlit for a second season yet? Because I know that seems to happen before stuff even airs now. So I it's, haven't seen anything there. It's kind of confusing. I, I believe they... They were they were financed to produce 52 11-minute episodes. So when doubled up, that's like, I don't know, 24. So I think 24 episodes, that is the first season, but maybe they're only doing it, I, I don't know, in, in clusters. Um, we're, not really, hmm. we're not really sure. Um, no idea if they're still producing those 24 episodes or if they're all done, if they're all wrapped. Uh, there's been no news on that front, but we, we can expect 24 episode 24 yeah 24 episodes okay because uh, usually it seems like on stuff like this it's usually further in maybe after a second season or something that you'll start to see you know that they how do i put this like the day-to-day more episodic stuff uh ends up falling out in favor of something a little more grandiose more far-reaching and i'm hoping that at whatever point they decide they can do that that they'll uh, start to do that oh yeah 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 we i hope they don't reach you know levels of uh, transformers season two you know where every every autobot had their episode and it was just like oh boy you know <laughs> then in season three we started having you know some of those really like story 
multi-parter episodes are really great. Um, and yeah, I, I think this show is an excellent is setting the foundation for a vehicle of you know multi-part episodes with with a story. I'm sorry, you say Transformers episodes, and it's like there's so many different series. I don't know which one you're talking about. <laughs> uh, uh, 84, the original series. Um, oh, the yeah, original the, G1. Yeah, okay. Yeah, season two was, I don't know, I think it was like 40 episodes, and they were just all episodic. And uh, mm, season two, I think, actually had like more the uh, like multi-part story arcs, if I remember correctly. Uh, uh, it's, it's been a while. There was one season where it was just a chunk of just like nothing happening. Let's play basketball with humans. You know those kind of episodes. <laughs> that might have been season one, maybe, which, which falls in line with what I'm talking exactly. about. Exactly. So. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, season three was the skip to post movie. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So moving on, we'll uh, wind things down a little bit with a little bit of Mega Man news, just things that's been happening lately, at least as of this recording. Oh yeah. And the one I would like to lead off on is uh, I labeled it as a rumor. There's talk about a. Uh, this came out when I was at Otacon, so I was a little uh, behind when this came in because nobody sent in a tip or anything. Uh, there's talk about a uh, Mega Man 11 demo coming in September. Yes. This was originally reported by True Achievements, which is, I, I, I don't know uh, how reputable they are as a news source. That's not a slide on them. I just, honest to God, don't know. Mm. Uh, but everything I've seen, there's, I haven't seen anything from Capcom. Everybody I've seen talking about it, except for one other source linked on Facebook, which didn't name a source. Everything links back to true achievements. Right. Uh, they say it's listed as being available and I heard it was on, uh, Xbox. I checked the shop on my, uh, Xbox one. Uh, I checked the Xbox website. I found nothing about a demo. So I don't know if it was taken down. I don't know what's going on. Do you, I, I think, uh, I saw that you covered this yeah. uh, a little bit earlier when I was researching. Um, do you have any insights? Uh, a, a bit, um, true achievements and other like achievement and trophy tracker websites. They, sometimes they do have access to servers that we cannot see where they can, uh, see things being uploaded directly by the developers or the publishers, and in their case, they mostly get to see the trophies and achievements before the public does. So I did not know this. Yeah, so something uh, did show up, uh, Mega Man 11 demo, on one of those servers that, that we, uh, in, you know, us public consumers cannot see yet, that did indicate that there is a Mega Man 11 demo coming on September 4th. So, you know, right now that's just being reported on Xbox, but we don't know if that is if that means it's going to be an Xbox exclusive demo. Um, I'm on the side that believes, you know, since Mega Man 11 is a multi-platform release, we will see a demo on every platform that it's coming out. But, you know, if it is September 4th, if that is indeed uh, legit, and I, I do believe it is, uh, we should be hearing news very soon, because September 4th is going to be here before you know it. So, uh, out from Japan, news from Japan, we have a lot of stuff going on with this Pachi Slot game called Rockman Ability. And uh, Pachi Slot is, is basically, it's, it's a very fancy uh, version of Pachinko. If you don't know what Pachinko is, just look it up. But um, a, a, a Mega Man a Pachinko Pachi Slot game has been rumored for years, and we are finally uh, starting to see it. And interestingly enough, it's it's not based on any previous series. Capcom are basically creating a whole new series to lead Mega Man's first foray into uh, the gambling market. And it's really interesting. They, the designs are cool. Um, Roll is 
is taking on a bit of a more active role. She has her own Mega Buster. Uh, Mega Man has a, a, a even a younger sister named Trancy, I believe her name is. And most interesting oh. of all, uh, uh, Dr. Light is a woman in Rockman ability. Does she have a first name? Uh, no. We're just going by Dr. Wright at the moment. But, uh, yeah, this is, it's, interesting. yeah, it's, it, it, myself and several others are just kind of like, wow, there's, there's some really cool designs and concepts going on here. Why is this a pachinko game? You know, um, but, but yeah, this is, this is an interesting kind of thing happening in Japan right now. It is definitely not coming, uh, overseas officially, but if you have the means to do so, you will be able to import, uh, Pachi Slot Rockman abilities starting September 18th. And I believe that's when distribution uh, officially starts in Japan. Um, there have been some units that have been kind of leaking out into the wild. Uh, some fans in Japan, I don't really know how they're doing it, but they, they've been capturing footage and playing it early, uh, several weeks in advance. Hmm. I was wondering about that. Yeah, yeah. I, these might be like test or demo units or, or what do they call those like for arcades, like location tests or what have you. But uh, yeah, these are I think so. yeah. So these are some early units out there, and you know these things are not hard to get. You just really don't have to know where to look. Uh, I have a friend that is looking into buying it when it comes. So hopefully we can get you know even more footage, some more details about what this this game really is about. Um, it looks like it is it, it is having its its own story, its its own unique story with its own uh, set of robot masters that are all uh, Pachi slot themed. Like there's there's Coin Woman. <laughs> I mean, we're finally getting another female robot master, and you know she's called Coin Woman. Um, but yeah, this this looks like a really interesting game. Uh, certainly not for everyone, but definitely something for collectors to look out for. Now it's interesting because between this and Mega Man Fully Charged, it seems as though Capcom's. It, I mean, it took them a while to do it, but it's almost as though they're branching out with the franchise in different ways across different mediums, not using the uh, classic Mega Man iconography, but making each a distinct thing. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's like they've used, they've been relying on that, you know, that 8-bit uh, iconography for so long, I would say maybe for like the last five, six, seven years, that... I think maybe they're getting a little tired of it themselves, and they want to really leverage the IP and, you know, go back to the idea that Mega Man is very flexible, very fluid. It can take on many forms, not just the character itself, but uh, the genre, the games, the gameplay. So it's really good to see that they're doing that. Um, my hope is that we will see a traditional Mega Man game that is new. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's me saying I would love to see a new series. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy that they are kind of breaking out of, I don't want to use the word confines, but breaking out of the classic series a little bit. They're getting a little more experimental, which is very nice to see. And, and I think that in itself kind of proves that the franchise is in a better state than what it was two or even three years ago. Or even, say, seven or eight years ago. That too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Now, what, what else is interesting about these things is while they're different, they're still familiar. Uh, they seem to be rooted in the classic, uh, like, while the designs and elements are different, there's still certain key aspects that are not, like, you know, ubiquitous across all the different Mega Man series, but are, you know, more distinctly Mega Man classic elements. 
like uh, the role in Proto Man and Doctor Light and Doctor Wily and that kind of stuff. Um, the fully charged isn't leaning on that, but there's a lot of analogs there and kind of nods. But it all feels like you know more like everything's gravitating from classic and evolving out of that rather than you know any other Mega Man series. Right. It's we're not right now. We're not seeing anything too out there like. When Battle Network was first revealed, and yeah, you know, like it was based on like the names of classic series characters, but the design and the style was very, very different for the time. So we're not at that point yet again. Um, but but they are. I think it's like they're kind of testing the waters. Like they have one foot in the water and the other foot kind of dipped into the classic series. Yeah, basically, yeah. That, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Now, speaking further on the classic series, just a uh, point of note for those who are fans of comic books and manga, I wanted to bring up that the Mega Man Master Mix number 3 from Udon Entertainment, uh, I believe it came out yesterday the, as, of this, uh, as of this recording, yeah, August 22nd. Uh, it was originally slated for July 25th and met with some delays, but the issue should be available now for anybody who's been wanting to find it but hasn't been able to yeah go get it support support hitoshi riga um i i want to see more of his works that we haven't seen in america and i think you know the more that you guys support master mix the more likely that could be yeah with it with any luck uh if there's enough support we might even see stuff from uh, other creators such as iwamoto and his mega uh rockman x manga long overdue long overdue so overdue (laughs) one of these days (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> you know, I've got the original Japanese uh, Tenkoban, the collections of the, I believe that's what the term is, yeah. of the, um, like, manga, the uh, original, like, printings of those, mm. and it basically stopped at, like, part two of X4, so I never got to see how that one wrapped up. I know that they've uh, done printing since. I've just never managed to get around to getting a copy. Yeah. Uh, if I end up, like, seeing how it concludes in English, uh, that's fine by me, though. <laughs> Oh, seriously. I mean, I- Iwamoto himself, he's, he's just a huge part of Mega Man's history. So it's, you know, it's, it's pretty sad that it's not available in any official capacity in English still. Um, so, you know, we, we got to keep bugging Udon about it, I guess. But it, it's got to happen one of these years. We should create a hashtag for that. We should. <laughs> right now. <laughs> hashtag uh, Iwamoto X for Udon. I don't know. <laughs> we'll think about it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's a work in progress. Um, but yeah, Iwamoto's stuff it seems to be picking up uh, in popularity again Like via various merchandise. Mm-hmm. They did, I believe, a figure arts figure with a X manga face. They did the statue with X and uh, Zero's torso. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stuff like that. And I believe, uh, did he have involvement with the recent Mega Mission stuff? Was that him? Um. Or was it someone the, else? Uh, the upcoming Udon release? Or... No, oh, the no, cards, no, 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 the, the, the new, the uh, new cards. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I believe he, he illustrated yeah. a few cards, and they have they have a new one coming out, um, which which is all new cards. They're, they're not reprints of older ones with a few new ones sprinkled in. It's a new set, and uh, on, based on the image, the one image released, there, there is at least one new uh, card from him. But you know, hopefully there will be more. But yeah, it's it's good to see him kind of you know he's back, he's involved again. 
Yeah, making a comeback. And do you have anything else uh, to wrap us up on the Mega Man news portion here? Uh, gosh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to hopefully a new Mega Man 11 Robot Master reveal. Um, I kind of get the feeling that's how they're going to be doing it, you know, like revealing one every couple of weeks. But we're getting really down to the wire here, so it could come any day. I, I can't wait. You know, when you put it like that, I'm surprised that it didn't come out with Gamescom. Me, uh, yeah, maybe. me too. Me too. Maybe PAX West will bear fruit. Hopefully. Yeah, maybe one or two or all the rest, the other four. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that does it for us for this episode. We've <laughs> gone, gosh, how long here? Uh, just over an hour here. Uh, we're not looking at making these episodes that long, but for the big pilot and with the two-part opener, uh, things, uh, well, it was, it was bound to be packed. But we hope you'll tune in next time when we check out episode three of Mega Man Fully Charged and discuss what else is happening in the world of Mega Man. This is LBD Night Train, a.k.a. David Oxford, from The Mega Man Network. That's TheMMNetwork.com. And... This is uh, Brian Protodude Ostrin uh, from Rockman Corner. That's Rockman Dash, not D-A-S-C-H, an actual dash, corner.com. <laughs> All right, and that's it for us this week. We will see you next time. See you, folks. Bye-bye. Everlasting peace out. Peace out.